This is an ABC podcast. G'day, Dr Carl here. With summer well and truly underway here in Australia, the Great Moments in Science team hope that you're having an excellent breakdown under or a manageable winter if you're in the Northern Hemisphere. Now, over the next few weeks, while we take some time out, we've curated some extremely serious, important and in-depth episodes for you from the depths of the Great Moments Story Vault to make sure that your brains don't turn to mush over the holidays. And so we begin with this incredibly newsworthy, important, groundbreaking and investigative story from 2012 about hiccups. This is the problem. Take a pair of scales of the old-fashioned... You almost certainly had your first hiccup before you were born, probably around 11 weeks after you were conceived. It turns out that hiccups are essential to the normal lung development of unborn babies. And so, unborn babies hiccup for about half an hour every day until they're born. However, in adults, the hiccup seems to have no purpose except to be really annoying. So, let me tell you about what seems to be the very best cure for hiccups. In 1988, hiccuping entered the life of Dr. Francis M. Fesmier while he was working in the emergency department of the University Hospital in Jacksonville, Florida. The medical profession has a time-honoured tradition of, and I quote, see one, do one, teach one, unquote. And it was in the spirit of this medical mantra that Dr. Fesmier developed his hiccup cure. Now, mind you, not everyone will resort to taking Dr. Fesmier's medicine. Keep listening, and you'll soon know why. Now, the story begins with an otherwise healthy 27-year-old muscular man turning up in Dr. Fesmier's emergency department. Now, he'd been hiccuping for 72 hours at the rate of 30 per minute. The man's medical history was unremarkable except for a lifelong history of frequent episodes of hiccuping. But none of these attacks ever lasted more than two hours, and all of them had resolved spontaneously. But this episode had been running for 72 hours, and he was exhausted. There is a wise old saying in medicine, and I quote, If there is one single cure for something, it probably works. But if there are many cures, they hardly ever work. Unquote. Now, hiccups are an excellent example of this. There are almost as many so-called cures as there are possible causes. Cures include drinking water from the wrong side of a cup, breathing in and out of a paper bag sprinkled with vinegar, and even chewing frozen raspberries. Now, if you're lucky enough to find something that works for you, be very happy. But don't assume that your cure will work for everybody else. So, what is hiccuping anyway? The short explanation is that a hiccup happens when your diaphragm muscle contracts abruptly. You breathe in suddenly, and a little bit later, your vocal cords snap shut. This interrupts the airflow into your lungs, so giving the characteristic hic sound of the hiccup. Now, the longer explanation is that the hiccup is a complex, patterned and coordinated motor act of several groups of muscles. It involves your mouth, diaphragm and lungs, and the larynx. It also involves nerves. And a little further on in this story, 
a nerve called the vagus nerve will become very important. The very first muscle activity in a hiccup is that both the roof of the mouth and the back of the tongue begin to lift up. Next, the diaphragm gets involved. Now, the diaphragm is a curved muscle in the shape of a half dome. It connects to the bottom of your ribs at the front of the thorax, and then curves back and downwards to join onto your lower back. The diaphragm separates your lungs, which are above it, from your gut, which is below it. When it contracts, it pulls your lungs downwards, creating suction, causing you to breathe in. Finally, your larynx, or voice box, in your throat joins the party. Millions of years ago, in evolution, your larynx captured control of your flowing air so that you could make speech. As the air leaves your lungs, it passes through the larynx and then through your mouth. Both your larynx and your mouth do very complicated adjustments to the outgoing air to make intelligible sounds and to produce words. In your larynx are the vocal cords, which can be fully open, or open just a little bit, or, as at the peak of a hiccup, slammed shut. Now you can see there's a whole bunch of muscles involved in this complicated thing that we call a hiccup. Our new best friend, the vagus nerve, is responsible for controlling many of them, and so it's implicated in causing attacks. And so, fooling around with the vagus nerve could help cure them. At least, that's what occurred to Dr. Fesmir when he was attempting to treat an exhausted patient who'd been hiccuping at a steady rate of once every two seconds for some 72 hours. How would he bring this poor man some relief? Well, I'll talk more about that next time. What does it mean? Why is it so? You've been listening to an ABC podcast. You can discover more ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listener.